When I proposed the idea of you guys coming onto the podcast, it wasn't an immediate yes. Was it because I'm asking you on the internet, mental health is such a sensitive topic, or something else? Both. You're asking us to go on the internet and talk about our mental health, which is inherently personal. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I also think, like, because the, the segment is like, oh, mental health from the male perspective, I kind of felt like a a sense of responsibility, like, oh, we're speaking for the entire male population. And I know that's so ridiculous to say, but um, like we're just three perspectives of many. And even among us, we have a lot of different experiences. So, you know, maybe that was my hesitation originally. I don't think I've really talked about uh, some of the stuff that I talked about here. The end of another era. For the last episode of season two, we decided to do a very special surprise for you. We brought the boys, Charlie, Hunter, and Sam, onto the potty. Hi, everybody. I'm Charlie. I'm Hunter. And I'm Sam. For two seasons, you have heard Quinn and I discuss mental health from our own personal experiences. But for this episode, we discuss aspects of mental health we've never touched on before. In this week's episode, the boys talk about changes in self-care while transitioning from home to college, the stigma around reaching out for professional help, the role religion plays in mental well-being, and being vulnerable. We also received some fantastic advice from the boys in this week's segment, We Are Influencers. It's the most beautiful time of the year. Lights in the streets, spreading so much cheer. I should be hanging in the winter snow, but I would be under the mistletoe. And all I want the mistletoe on holiday. Harry, this is a question from you from Potato Directioner on Twitter. Uh, When did you realize there was a gender-based stigma? Maybe there isn't a difference. Maybe that's what we're trying to get to. But also we want to understand how you view mental health from your perspective. I think over the past couple of years, um, especially over the course of the pandemic, we've seen a whole bunch of like social media-based activism. Uh, People reposting stuff on their stories that never used to really be the case. And something that I've noticed is many times seeing data about how uh, men's mental health is, you know, that there is some sort of, um, you know, differential between stigma. I think I've seen many posts on people's stories about how there's stigma regarding men's mental health. So it certainly seems, at least to me, that those that are politically conscious get it, but that hasn't really translated to anything in terms of how, like, when I'm talking with my friends or anything really in terms of day-to-day action. I wouldn't say there's a, an exact time when I realized there was a... I'm not sure if I've ever really thought about mental health as a gender-based stigma. Uh, I think mental health is something men and women deal with in very differently. There are aspects of both perspectives that are positive and negative. Um, Girls tend to be more outgoing with like telling their friends and stuff like what they're going through, where guys tend to hide it a little more. So I think that can that often ends up with guys don't really realize, at least from my perspective, that other people are going through the same problems as them, which was definitely my experience. But it was something that it was my high school kind of emphasized, like especially through retreats and things, um, that everyone has things they struggle with mentally and oftentimes it's similar to what other people think or at least it's just recognizing that everyone has problems and no one's like as perfect as they seem from the outside. How often does mental health come up in your conversations? 
Honestly, I think in recent months, it's been something that I've really tried to emphasize, which kind of seems weird to say. You know, I think a lot of people would rather not think about uh, mental health. I don't even want to say issues, but rather, you know, everything that um, that entails. Um, but, you know, the transition to college, I knew was going to be a tough one um, because I had the same group of friends, the, the same family members I was around all the time. Um, and just things are different when you get to college. So part of that process for me has been those kind of daily checkups and also checking up on like our friends. Can you expand a little bit on those differences that you've seen in your mental health since coming to college? I think the biggest one that uh, I've been trying to like be mindful of recently is just kind of changes in my eating behavior, um, like physical activity, um, because it was super easy being in high school and back at home to make sure that I'm getting in my three meals a day. Um, but one thing that I kind of noticed the first few weeks was that I would go the entire day and wasn't eating a whole lot, um, which was unusual for me. That's something that I've really had to focus on, like making time for meals and things like that. I definitely see something like that happening to me in college and that resulting in some downward spiral that would not be very good. I've had kind of a similar experience, especially since work and school has kind of picked up a little. So I want to hang out with my friends and that's like something that I'm, I, I consciously make a decision to do, even with people I don't know particularly super well, because that's something that, you know, I want to make, I want to meet new people, especially the first semester, first year. That along with doing homework means I don't have very much time left for eating. Yeah, and I'll just say too, like, one thing I found really helpful is making sure I always have some food in the dorm. Not necessarily meal food, but like for me, I think I have like 48 <laughs> count of like cliff bars or something. Um, and, and Sam has stuff too, for context, we're roommates. Um, and they were roommates. Oh my God, they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> I like that laugh. <laughs> the first few weeks, I got low on food and I had nothing in the dorm. I had no time to go out. And no sleep. And then I skipped breakfast. Bus club i wasn't really eating lunch and another club another club it was it was just a bad thing another club plane next place for anyone out there who's like getting ready to go to college definitely stock up on like the granola bars and stuff it helps do you feel like it's easier to be emotionally vulnerable to your female friends uh i think in my experience it's definitely been easier to open up to my female friends um, like Faith, you know, I've come to you <laughs> with a couple things. Shit, I've got chlamydia. I think they come at it with a with a place of like care and warmth, whereas the boys might say something like, "Oh, it's all right, just pick yourself back up. You got it, champ." You know, one of those. I am finished. I'm out of here. For me, I would say that. Once I get to know people where I know them really well, there's not really that much of a difference. But with people who I've just met, I'd say it's a little easier to talk to girls. Agreed with Charlie. She's incredibly intelligent. Right. People, it would scare them if they knew how smart she is. The, the mindset of just kind of deal with it, like, come on, it's not that bad. That, that kind of, those phrases that are kind of seen as toxic masculinity a lot of the time, when they come from, if, if I kind of think them to myself, oftentimes they're, they're actually kind of helpful where I'm like super worried about something or I'm like getting myself down and it's like not something that I really should be that worried about. It can be kind of a way to ground myself. I would agree, but, and this is a 
big butt. I like big butts and I cannot lie. I <laughs> nice one, Hunter. Oh, great. Anyway, uh, I would agree, except for I would add in the caveat that this is really only with like my close guy friends. Like this is not, you know, random Patrick who's in my Spanish class. Like I'm not talking about, I could care less about his advice, right? I'm gonna leave the door closed. But there's probably two or three guys in my life where, it, you know, if they're giving me advice and they're saying, you can get through this, I know you, you know, then that means a lot to me. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're always right in the advice that they give, but I think I can trust them with what they're saying because they, they've stuck it out through the long haul with me. I would say that, now that I think about it, there's certain, because I have kind of two groups of friends right now. I have like school friends, and then I have friends from the rugby team. And they're kind of different types of people. There's kind of a, a gap in, I feel more comfortable talking about my mental health with school friends versus it seems like not not a topic I can't talk about, but it would be more of an awkward conversation and one that someone wouldn't see coming and kind of wouldn't have a response that they're ready to say and wouldn't be too productive. You know, no tea, no shade. Actually, all tea, all shade. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like those relationships kind of take a little more time to the point where you can talk about that. And it also takes a lot of effort in, you know, working in how you're feeling into just regular conversation. It doesn't have to be like, we're going to talk about my mental health right now. Mm -hmm. It's just you're at lunch and you're like, oh man. Oh no! Our table! It's broken! And then you just work that in the conversation and then that's it. And then you talk about whatever, like sports game or whatever or something but yeah. sports <laughs> yeah sports my knowledge and understanding of the football game i feel like i should be a lot better at football just like working that into regular conversation kind of makes it kind of a more accessible topic where sometimes to start off with it can't it tends to not be that accessible in certain groups two bananas for a pen three bananas for a euro this week's episode is brought to you by by ilari Arlara is a self-taught creative who is registered blind. Because of her lack of sight, she is drawn to bright colors, unique shapes, and bold fonts. She aims to create designs that are positive and playful, consisting of encouraging, uplifting quotes and messages with fun, bright, and colorful illustrations. The designs and creative process helped her with her own mental health. The meanings and messages behind most pieces are inspired by things that Ilara has found has helped her. She is so excited that these prints might also be able to help our listeners. The creativity in her prints is beyond anything I've ever seen, and truly, you have to check them out on Instagram at by underscore Ilari to see for yourself. My favorite is her You're Not Hard to Love print that features a lilac, pink, orange, and green textured gradient that reads, You are not a reflection of those who couldn't love you or those who can't show you love. One day, you won't have to try so hard to feel heard and seen. One day, you'll be loved the way you deserve because you truly deserve to be loved fully always. Right now, at by underscore Ilari is offering a special discount for our listeners. For 20% off your order at checkout, go to www.by-ilari.com or 
by underscore Ilari on Instagram and enter our code socially anxious. That's socially anxious at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Two bananas for a pound, three bananas for a euro. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on on that. Hold on, hold on. Now hold on. So you guys were talking and then I started thinking about what you were saying as you know listening works um, but she's incredibly intelligent right. people it would scare them if they knew how smart she is i realized that in my experience girls have been better listeners like if i have to vent about something or if i'm like talking about something that i just need to get off my chest and by the way um i have a question and don't fight me because i know how you girls like to tussle do you think that you go to your guy friends or your friends that are girls based off the kind of um, response that you're looking for? Because when I think about it, sometimes I think, wow, I, I've had a brutal day. I just need some like kind of caring, compassionate like words. Then maybe I'll go to like Faith or some of our other friend's room. <laughs> but then, okay, I don't know, because you're just so nice I, and you I have cookies it. in your dorm and food and soft carpeting. I have cookies in my dorm, Hunter. Okay, I'll go to Charlie next time. But sometimes if I'm going through uh, a problem and in my heart I know that I need to kind of pick myself up by my bootstraps a little bit, I just need a little bit of motivation, that's when I'll sometimes go to my guy friends because they'll know what to say to kind of help me get out of the rut. Is that a similar experience you all have had? Or? For me, no. Uh, I mean, well, maybe, but like not in the same way that Hunter framed it. So when I go to my guy friends about something that is mental health related, I would only really reveal that to my people that have known me forever. Those are guys. So when I go to them and I get advice from them, I think it's kind of inherently deeper. It's much closer to like talking to my parents or like someone else that's seen me since I was a little kid. And it comes from a very different place not even really having anything to do with gender, but having much more to do with the deepness of our relationship. If you were at the point in your mental health where you felt like you needed assistance, would you reach out for professional help? Oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that professional help always has to be the way that it sounds. It's not like it, it always has to be a counselor or I'm not sure, whatever like immediately comes to your mind when you think of a mental health professional. Uh, I think it can take a bunch of different forms. So if you think about it in kind of a more general way, I think most of us, especially me, my ego is very large, have had some kind of guidance. There was a, there was a, a Jesuit at my high school, and he was like a super nice guy. I was friends with him anyway. I would call that mental health guidance to a certain, to a certain extent. Uh, and I'd also say that I get uh, advice from parents and aunts and uncles and that type of thing. So maybe not in like a professional type sense, but definitely mental health guidance. Yeah, adding on to what Charlie said, um, I think for many of us, when we think of professional help, what comes to my mind, Charlie mentioned counselor, what comes to my mind is therapist, but what is also professional help is talking to a religious leader. I've spoken to my rabbi about mental health stuff. I'm Jewish. Maybe that's not traditional, like what we think of when we think of professional help, but that is someone that, you know, their job is to provide guidance. And I think that's been a healthy outlet for me at times uh, when I've needed someone to speak to. Yeah, I don't know. I think friends are like such a great resource, but there, there does come like a point where maybe you like need a little bit more. I know for me recently, I've been thinking about 
like a little bit of an in-between. Like I don't think I need like necessarily the help that we think of, like a therapist or something like that. There's an on-campus nutritionist, so I kind of have been thinking about booking an appointment. Um, something I just kind of wanted to pose to the pose to the class. You're joking. Not another one? Oh, for God's sake, I can't honestly, I can't stand this. Is, um, what do you guys think of kind of the role of, of religion in mental health? I know that talking about stigma, religion is certainly one that, that's got tons of them, but I know for me that's been a, a useful outlet. I think what you guys are saying, I can totally see the benefits. Community, ritual, guidelines to live by. I have not had the same experience. I don't relate to you. I don't relate to you, no. Maybe I will eventually, but I can't relate. Is it possible that religion has also had adverse effects? Absolutely. Definitely. And uh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. If I, uh... I mean, it's, 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 me personally, no. Lashadi the baddest. But I think definitely for people, yes. Yeah, and she got her ways. Um, just because by nature of a traditional institution, that, that's not everyone's cup of tea, which is, you know, just look at the demographic numbers in, you know, the world about organized religion. That makes perfect sense to me. I think something that's interesting, circling back to Faith's point about, uh, seeking, you know, professional help. No one, no one's the same. I think it's important to recognize that what works for one person doesn't work for someone else. But at the same time, everything's valid, even if it's not something that you would necessarily be drawn to. Well, I think we can also make a distinction too between religion and spirituality, right? Because um, obviously there's some problematic elements <laughs> at times with religion. Um, but, um, and, and to each their own, that's totally cool. Whatever works for you. I do feel like a spiritual connection at times. And so like some of the things that I like to do is just have fine time where I can be alone with myself and just kind of reflect on my day, you know, how I'm actually doing. Because sometimes the only time I'll check in on how I'm doing is when people ask. And then the how, you know, oh, I'm fine comes in. So whether that's meditation or some form of prayer, like it's been helpful for me to, to have the mindful moments, as I like to say. Welcome back to We Are Influencers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to my channel. Hi. How are ya? Okay, so all of you know that I'm rather embarrassingly a huge Taylor Swift fan, and so is one of our other friends. So what you guys don't know- uh, well, tr well, Charlie is too. He's he's coming to our. Oh, you said what's up? People? Shots I thought you fired. Exposed yourself. Let's go. Heart been broke so many times. Uh. Yeah. Cut, cut, cut. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? No, no, no. Okay, yeah. We should, so. we should reframe that to talking about Charlie. Yeah. You can't keep getting away with it. In addition to Charlie, who's also a massive Taylor Swift. No, 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 Hunter, just take it from the top and act like you're talking about Charlie. Okay, okay, I'm gonna, yeah, 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 okay. He can't keep getting away with it! Take it from the top, ready? Okay, so Charlie and I recently have been doing this thing. He lies. So, um, you guys know that I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, unfortunately, um, for everyone else. Unfortunately? Um, it's not... Shots fired. Yeah, anyway. No, it's great, anyway. But me and my friend... Um, who also loves Taylor Swift, every time we see each other, instead of asking each other like, oh, how are you? Because that's such a non-answer you're gonna get. We ask what era you're in. So like, 
So for instance, um, all this week, uh, my friend, she was in her reputation era. So I was checking up on her a lot. But for me, I was like, I'm an Evermore. You know what I mean? Like, I'm transcending. I replay my footsteps on each stepping stone. You guys, oh, by the way, like, if you love Taylor Swift too, like, leave, like, in the comments or something. Like, what era are you in? I would say I'm in, I'm red right now. I don't know. I think my, my Taylor era is kind of existential right now. I'm just in my, I think I'm in Name my- Name an album. Name one. Name an album. Name. I'm say I'm just in my Taylor's version era all the way across the board. You see someone you hate. <laughs> so I think my influencer moment is for the past like week and a half or so, I've been dealing with this cold that's running rampant through our campus. Uh, and what I have found really funny is that tea bags at the dining hall are outrageously expensive. So I bring my own. But then I go up to like the Starbucks and I just say like can I can I just get a grande hot water and I, I really like the look of just horror that the barista gives me what the I'm sorry for my language what the F is this um, I think it's pretty funny they're like what what a public apology is needed immediately as an influencer you have been canceled screws her up and she has to just go do it right away because there's no way to input it in this issue. they're already like so understaffed <laughs> I wish you well. I wish you well. In hell. <laughs> <laughs> I really... Burn in hell. This is not as impressive as Hunter's amazing Taylor Swift references, but uh, after I, when I finish my homework and I'm in the library and it's late and dark out, I'll put my earbuds in and I'll just play music really, really loud. And I look at the moon. Hi. How are ya? Two bananas for a pen, three bananas for a euro. Is anyone else obsessed with crocheted clothing right now? I think we can all say that deep down, we still want to live out our crocheted Harry Cardigan era. Well, guess what, besties? Our next sponsor is brought to you by our favorite shop that sells the cutest affordable crocheted items. As a creator, Danielle and her sisters do their best to bring awareness to burnout and how to be easy on yourself. For Danielle, crocheting has helped her heal and be okay with spending time alone. Her shop has been an outlet for her to cope with stress and anxiety and be a part of a community of people that feel the same way. Based in Brooklyn, New York, Sorella Crafts Shop on Etsy sells handmade crochet items ranging from tops and bags to hats and pillows. Also, if you love to crochet or want to learn, Sorella Crafts sells easy-to-follow prints for your next project. Although, pretty much everything reminds me of Harry at this point. They have an adorable crocheted pink and green vest with a strawberry that I guarantee Harry would wear. If you're looking for the perfect holiday gift, Sorella Crafts has got you covered with their custom orders. Right now, at Sorella Crafts is offering a special discount for our listeners. For 15% off your order at checkout, go to Sorella Crafts shop on Etsy and enter our code THANKYOU15. That's THANKYOU15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Two bananas for a pen, three bananas for a euro. You can cut me out because I'm like talking a lot. But it's four minutes and um, my boy, you still go. A personal anecdote that's kind of about the the religion thing. I mean, when I think of my mental health, and when you talked about joining, like coming on the show, this was the number one thing that popped to my mind. Kind of one of the only times I've really talked to my friends about mental health. It was kind of in the dark days of the pandemic. Carol Bass. I make a cup of coffee. 
like October of 2020 when no one really knew what was happening. There were rumors of vaccines, but we were all really tired of being stuck at home. So what my friends and I would do is we would hang out at night, like 10 o'clock or so, and go like to our elementary school and just like hang out outside where there was like no one that was around us and we could just kind of chill. That, that's kind of nice. We'd go to my way. elementary school. Yeah. Like in the playground. I don't know. Um, ciao. Anyway, so. We would talk about how we were doing and it was never something that we ever would have done probably without the stressor of the pandemic. None of us were doing that well. something that all of us for whatever reason you know there's a stigma around therapy none of us viewed that as something that we would do which is probably a whole nother podcast episode but we talked to each other and what we also did is we talked about religion and for all three of us religion and to hunter's point maybe less like organized religion but having faith no pun intended <laughs> never heard that one before was something that was really important and something that was grounding. And I remember clearly we had this conversation and then a few weeks later we circled back. It was helpful. Simple, but effective. For me, religion is kind of a, a it's been a starting point for mental health discussions with my friends. And then I found after that we could kind of, it was kind of more socially acceptable to ask those kind of questions. So religion has kind of been some way to, to start conversations about mental health, at least in my friend group. Piggybacking off of what Sam said about like, you know, just meeting up with friends during the pandemic, one, one thing that my friend group and I started doing was just kind of going on late night drives. You know, I'm from a small rural town, so I'd get my pickup truck. And we would drive and we would blast, you know, all the, all the good ones, Taylor Swift, 1975 Wallows, you name it. And that kind of put us in the right mood. And I remember one specific incident where, like, we had listened to music and suddenly we all just didn't want to listen to music anymore. And we stopped and, and we kind of talked about our feelings, uh, which is such like a, uh, I know, shock, right? But that was really, really necessary. And I don't think we realized how much we needed that until we had it. We kind of kept doing the same thing on a weekly basis. And my parents would be like, why are you going out to listen to music at like 11 p.m. randomly? And I don't think they got it, but for me, it was it was important. Well, that's the end of season two, hotties. Thank you guys so much for listening to another season of Socially Anxious. If you enjoyed this episode and would want us to bring on more guests in season three, make sure to DM us at We Are Socially Anxious on IG. Thank you again, by underscore Ilari and Sorella Crafts for sponsoring our season finale. See you in season three, hotties. It's the most beautiful time of the year. Lights in the streets, red so much cheer. I should be hanging in the winter snow, but I would be under the mistletoe. And all I want is a mistletoe on holiday.